Sports. I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we, we go. Yeah. got on this yeah. show. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasters. Sometimes I just don't have time to put it in the toaster. been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, a Thursday edition after National Letter of Intent Signing Day. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on this Thursday. As we've got plenty to cover, we will be talking some football later on. We will have the head coach of your Hastings College Broncos, Matt Franson, joining us talk about uh, their class. Also, Nate Newhouse from the Nebraska School Activities Association is going to talk about the release of the football schedules and everything that went on and uh, what the future looks like for the next couple of years, and a couple of other things with the NSAA as well that we want to discuss. He's also in charge of officials, and uh, we'll talk with him about that. Anthony Noreen, head coach, Tri-City Storm, in studio with us here in just a moment. We'll talk a little hockey uh, as well. 888-455-ESPN, that is the Billy Jacks fan line. With Super Bowl coming out, how about thinking about taking out some delivery, some take and bake. They can get that done for you. But you can come on in and enjoy maybe a start to Super Bowl Sunday or any time at Billy Jack's, 888-455-3776. You can tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. You can email the Dent Popper inbox, Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. We're also up on Facebook as we get closer to Super Bowl 58. One of those things that we mentioned several times throughout the year is that there's really no off-season, especially for professionals, even even to some degree college, but even for folks like Nate Newhouse. Yes, he's got a fall sport and a winter sport and a spring sport that he's in charge of, but it's one of those that there's really no off-season. There's just a time when you don't play games. But in those times you don't play games, you're thinking about it, you're planning for it, you're preparing you're getting ready, and oh yeah, you're putting together your schedule, not just for this year, but for the next year down the road. And for the rest of the NSAA staff, they really don't have a whole lot of downtime. Oh my God, they have a real job and it's life. Well, they have a job and sometimes they have a life because I know what they put in, especially during their major sports. Are you bucking for a raise or what are you doing over there? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you're bucking for a raise. A raise? Yeah. Do I get paid here? Well, wait. I'm sure the NSAA gives you something. Oh, I thought you meant a raise here. Well, no. Oh, I was like, I don't get paid here. What are you talking about, a raise? Well, geez. I got the... Nate's not even on yet, so... I got the water up front, so I got, I got at least a little something out of my contract today. 
Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, we had basketball last night. Hastings College coming away with the sweep of Midland. And uh, the men are in a four-way tie for first place in the conference. How great that would be if they could find a way to win a conference championship. That would be some turnaround that they've had there for the Hastings men. The women just trying to get into the postseason tournament, hanging around that 500 mark. Uh, they win it last night, 81-69. The men win it, 88-63. They go to Morningside on Saturday. UNK is home tonight. They take on Central Oklahoma and Division One basketball. It just continues. You play on the road, you're going to lose. If you win one on the road, it's like taking three anymore. And Nebraska got pasted. Here's the one thing, and I would be interested uh, the next time we talk to Coach Hoiberg. They play from behind every single time on the road. Yes, they do. They get behind 10 immediately. And part of it is because the other team is shooting so well. All right, what do you do in the first three minutes of the ball game to make sure that doesn't happen? That is something that you go back to the coach, and I'm not going to look at Coach Noreen here because I don't want to say all coaches, but at some point in time, it has to be addressed by the coaching staff. Hey, we get behind by 10 in the first five minutes of the game every single game. Let's deal with it. Or they're so oblivious to it that for some reason they don't bring it up, which to me is negligent on the coach's part. So either they are bringing it up and the players can't address the issue, which is bad for the players, or the coaches aren't bringing it up, and I can't imagine that being the case. What I would love to see next road game for Nebraska is them to be in foul trouble immediately. They talk about not being physical enough. Oh, okay. Get out. And make damn sure that they're shooting free throws in the first five minutes and not draining wide open looks. It's the Bill. Get, get on them. It's the Bill get Lane Bear philosophy. Okay. Well, yeah, the bad boys. Bit. Yeah. If if somebody's got a better suggestion, let me know. I, yeah, I, it's yeah, the Bill Lane Bear. The um, in hockey, they put them in the boards. It's a little different in basketball where they score a lot more. See, in hockey, you can do that, though. You can, <laughs> you can put somebody into the boards and not immediately get kicked out. If I was to do that in a basketball game... Well, I don't say tackle a guy on the basketball court. But get up in him. But that would be the equivalent. If I did the exact same motion and technique to an opposing player for basketball, you'd shove him three rows deep. Because there's no dasher board there, obviously. Oh, yeah. You'd shove him three rows deep, you get the T2... And you get tossed. Yeah, no, you got to you got to practice how to do that, though, Brandon. We've always show this, us, Doug. This, this is what we used to <laughs> show us. This is what we used to say. You of your you may hit three experience. Th- you may hit three threes on me, but that fourth one, you're going into the third row. Make them earn it. Yeah, you may you may you may hit a few more, but you're going to be thinking about it after that. As soon as I find out the hot guy, you're going to be thinking about it after that. I'm not saying you got to be dirty, but a hard box out into the second row. Whack him on the arm one time. It's one foul. Just find it out. Anthony Noreen can join our one-man discussion here on the Doug and Daddy Show. They just scored again. They just scored again. Goal number 13 for the Storm. Was it fun? And how much in weight do you think Omaha is waiting for you this weekend? Yeah, I mean, listen, from a coach's perspective, like, I'm sure it was fun for the players. I'm sure it was a ton of fun for the fans. And we had our <laughs> biggest crowd of the year, I think. Um, having said that, you don't I, – I don't know. Obviously, it was nice to score a lot of goals, but there's no – once it gets out of hand like that, you're just – let's try and stay healthy. Let's not show up our opponents. 
let's do it respectfully, but it's, you know, it's going to get chippy and there, there's no, it's one of those towards the end, you just, you want it to end and be healthy and you don't want to, you know, have any bad habits. I find this in watching even some of the basketball, I, I kind of feel bad. There's, I've watched so much where they've only seriously got about eight kids totally suited or only play six kids varsity wise. And you can't even really go to the bench if you get way ahead. And in hockey, you got five guys out there that are trying to do what you tell them to do, what they are coached to do. You can't just stand there and pass the puck back and forth. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we talk about, like it, it's you'd be hypocritical as a coach. You talk about, we say it all the time, don't look at the scoreboard, play the right way. You can't tell them to break from it, but at the same point, you say, "Do it." We don't need to show them up. We don't, you know. When you saw the last couple goals, there was no celebration or anything like that. You're just, but at the same point, I, I equate it to like if you're a, and I'm not saying that we're this and they're that, but like you look at an Alabama and they get into a game against a one double A team or something, they get up a bunch of points, and now the backups go in. Mm-hmm. Those guys that have worked their butts off for three years and are finally getting a chance, do you expect them to go in and not go all out? So like. We have guys that are playing on the power play or maybe playing more minutes or a bigger role than haven't played all year. Like, There's going to be some added incentive for them to take advantage of that role, that opportunity. So, again, there's you could play your top guys, tell them not to go as well. You could play your bottom guys. you know. But th- th- Again, there's just no right way. For us, it was more so, listen, there's been some frustration here about our scoring or lack, I should say, of scoring based on you know, the, the amount of chances, the amount of scoring chances we've had. So we, it was funny. We were as a staff talking about for the game, like we're probably due for a game where we just put up eight or nine, and it just seems to go in the net. And you know, it happened to be a game where we just seemed to put up twelve. Now, again, I expect it to be a totally different game from a obviously scoring standpoint, and just how tight the game is once we play Omaha, as it as it has been for years when we go in there on Friday. I'm sure they're going to be, you know, sure they had some hard meetings and practices this week, and they'll they'll be waiting for us. Sometimes you have a game at at any sport, but especially going back to this weekend. Sometimes you just have a game and you play well. You don't know why it is, you just play well. Sometimes you have a game and you don't play well. You don't know why it is, you just don't. Was it one of those situations where you played really well and the Lancers didn't play well? Or was there was there a certain click with the team that came together where, you know, like in the movies you see, there's the montage and then all of a sudden they get it? What happened there? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I think they were, you know, they had some key guys out of the lineup from injury, sickness, things like that. Their starting goalie was out. Some guys suspended. Their third game in three days on the road, which is obviously a lot tougher than being at home like we were. Um, and I think having said that, our guys, it was a des- as desperation of a situation as we've been in all year. You lose Friday night. You feel like you do everything possible to win Saturday. You have two breakaways in overtime. You have a backdoor in overtime. You have another backdoor in overtime. They come down and get one shot goes in, and you wind up with one point. And it's like, man, you come out of this three-game weekend with one point. And we don't talk about that, but like everybody knows it. And it's like, we this is one we have to find a way to get done. And you know, I just felt from the second I walked in the room and was around the guys, I'm like, there's not much to say. They are dialed in today, and you saw it. I mean, we score 15 seconds in, and it was one of those where you just kind of stay back and don't really interject too much because it's like they're they're ready to go today. Going back to that game on Saturday, I was there. You give up a goal in the first, like, 30 seconds of the game, and then the last 30 seconds of the second period, you get that goal to tie it to go into the second intermission. So that was probably as much of a roller coaster game as I have seen in a long time because you start off the very beginning, oh, man, here we go again. 
then you build that momentum into the second locker room, and then things just don't go your way in overtime. Yeah, I mean, we were – so you're down 3-1, tough situation to come out of. The goaltender was standing on his head. It's like, can you, can you get 2-3 by him tonight? I, I don't know. Um, you score a goal in the last 30 seconds of the second period. Huge. Big momentum boost for us. Now it's 3-2. Again, you have a bunch of chances doesn't go, and we score late to tie it, which we've done a ton this year with this group. And then, like I said, we had four grade AA chances, breakaway, you know, not much to shoot at but the net, and just goalie seemed to stop all four of them. And it wasn't like we missed the net out here to post. He, he made big-time saves. And, again, we make a mistake. It wasn't a wasn't a mental mistake. Just a guy loses an edge and falls, and they go down on a breakaway and score. And so, again, it was, it was tough to swallow because we felt like the message from Friday to Saturday, the guys took it, they put it into place, especially once we got down. It was like we were going to find a way. And, again, you don't get that extra point at Stinks because you feel like you fought all the way back. And I don't know if we would have been – happy regardless coming out of it with three points, but it was more like you had to come out of it with three points to at least salvage something on the weekend. Time with Anthony and Reen, and again, I mean, we can just look at it, and then the standings, they are the two teams that are at the bottom of the West. So you go in, you're at home, you expect that you're going to be winning these games, and they come on the road, they want to get one. I mean, Fargo doesn't expect to lose at home when you came up there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's the world of sports. And Coach Noreen, I did one of the stats I looked at was – yeah, okay, everybody's between two and four shootouts, shootout losses that this team has had this year. It's kind of a special teams thing. How much can you practice that? Yeah, I mean, philosophy? listen, we, we, as far as the shootout goes, like, I mean, it, it's a little bit of an anomaly. I think we're 0 for 18 this year in shootouts. Like, at some point, one just hits the goalie, hits you, and goes in. Like, it's just <laughs> really hard to do. I don't care if it's like a peewee shooting on a junior. It's really hard, to, especially with some of the skill we have. So at this point, it's yeah, it's, a, it's certainly a, a mental thing. Like we're trying to build the guys up, but it is something that you come to one of our practice every single day after practice, every guy, and we're like, all right, is there somebody that we should be putting in there that we haven't? Let's find out. Let's get creative. We've tried different guys, and for whatever reason, it just hasn't gone. I mean, it's it's one of those weird things. I've had a year. I had a year one time where our team won, we got in ten shootouts. We won all ten. It's a huge difference in the standings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was the difference between us being home ice in the first round, which we wound up winning, versus being out on the road in the first round. And you know, this year for whatever reason, those situations. And then the three on three, it'd be different if. And Kendall's watched every one of them. If it's we're just chasing the puck the whole time and they've got it, and you know they just wind up making a play like. Every one of them, we've had a breakaway. We've had a two-on-one. We've had a chance, multiple, multiple chances. Then it seems like they come down and capitalize. Again, credit the other team. So, again, it's something we talk about. We get a scoring chance in practice, put the puck through the back of the net. I don't care if it's their empty net. I don't care if you're on the ice by yourself. Like, we've got to capitalize on chances. And I think it's a little bit of direction, a little bit of confidence, build them up. Like, listen, guys, come on. We've won these situations before. You've done it before your whole life. And, um, again, you don't want it to become a – something that it's a mental block but it's certainly a factor i mean i'm sure what you're looking at right now you see the number i gotta imagine we've had more extra session losses than anybody else and those are gigantic points we mentioned the roller coaster on saturday obviously that was a downer then of course sunday we talked about that's a huge up where is the team right now especially with that back third of the season and the playoffs on the horizon yeah i mean i I think the biggest thing was it was nice to just have 
get a little bit of rest and get a little bit of a normal. We haven't had a normal week of practice or multiple days of rest since before Christmas. So for us, it was not like we gave them off Sunday, you know, so totally off Monday. We did a workout Tuesday, optional skate. If they felt like they were ready and they wanted to get out there, otherwise they rested. Normal day of practice yesterday, normal day of practice today. Just Again, you're never going to feel 100% during the season, but you hope during getting a couple days, maybe you get them back up to 80, 90. And I think that was good both mentally and physically. And then I think, again, you're, you're always going to feel how the weekend ends the last game is always going to have a big indication on, on you know what they feel like mentally, confidence-wise, things like that. But we don't really, again, we put it on our staff to not put a whole lot of stock into. We're going to learn from the previous weekend, but no matter what the result is, our job is going to be the same. We're going to come, we're going to develop, we're going to get better, we're going to get you prepared for next weekend. And I think our team's got a pretty good way of themselves. Where if you were around them and we lost, not that night. <laughs> the next day, or if you were around him the next day and we won, there's just not really much of a difference, and that's the way I, I like to keep things. Three games uh, more at home this past weekend. We've talked a little bit about it. You've made the moves. You've got the new guys in. How did they look here this weekend? Yes, Eva was um, – I thought he was excellent on Friday. Obviously, it's he had a lot of – I mean, 42 hours of travel to get here, including a 17-hour layover, so it was a long travel, and – Coming in, not speaking a word of the language. And thankfully, we've got a couple guys that can help him and can translate. But um, I just thought he got better as the weekend went. And then on Sunday, he's got four points, including one of the most beautiful goals I've probably ever seen here. Um, so we're hopeful that that continues to build a little more comfort. Um, but didn't look, I mean, I wouldn't shouldn't say didn't look out of place. He looked, you could tell there's something there in a, in a special player. And then for Thatcher, I mean, he played Saturday. I think nerves at the start in the first period, but second and third when he settled down, I thought he was excellent. He's big, he's athletic, he plays the puck well. Um, you know, I, I think Matt Zab, our goalie coach, is here working with him this weekend, or this week, excuse me, I think it's, again, you see a lot that bodes well for him now and in the future. So that was this past weekend, this next weekend coming up, that helps with that, or alludes to what you mentioned earlier about that regular week of practice. It helps having a home and a home on consecutive weekends. So you're back home this weekend. I'm going to be there Saturday. So talk about on the ice and then KG afterwards. What do we got off the ice? Yeah, I mean, obviously a little bit rare of just a two-game week for us. Um, to Omaha and back is going to feel like a pretty, you know, from a travel standpoint, pretty easy weekend compared to what we've been going through. But you know, big games. Again, they're all important at this point. Um, we're a couple weeks away from the final trade deadline. So, again, people are kind of jockeying for position and also jockeying to kind of decide, are we buyers? Are we sellers? Are we standing pat? Um, you know, but they're all they're all big points. And, and again, you know, Kendall could probably tell you like, how many eyes are in the stands in our arena on every night. I don't know if it's ever been more so than this year as far as NHL management, scouts, things like that. So, Every play, every shift, everything you do matters. There's eyes on these guys for their future. Um, and also in the here and now, obviously, it's it's important for us, uh, you know, trying to push to get a home ice, you know, in the playoffs. Voice of the Storm, Kendall Grayson, joining us here. There's a lot of pink things going on uh, this time of year. You know, a lot of teams do their high school games. I know Kearney Catholic is tonight. I know they're going to be doing something at the Storm on Saturday. Uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, um, first of all, Good to be back. Nice to uh, be in here another, you know, normal week, as, as Coach said. But, uh, yeah, so we have our Hockey and Heels uh, promotion going on. On Saturday night, they have uh, discounted tickets and, and uh, giveaways that are going to happen during that game, but discounted tickets for ladies are available. Um, it's also CHI Health. Um, Good Sam night, so if you're an employee of Good Sam, you have a discounted ticket option as well for Saturday night's game. 
Um, we're going to have the two different players doing the uh, post-game autographs as we brought that in the second half of the season. Uh, the Nebraska Lottery Rivalry Pack is, is still available. Um, as I mentioned on last week's show, it, it had already sold out for the Sunday game that was coming up. Um, and that does sell out just because there's lottery tickets attached to it and there's only a, a certain amount they can sell. Um, but that's still available for Saturday night's game, 6.05 puck drop. Um, I know folks are getting used to that now. We had three different starts last weekend with the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on. Had three really good crowds last weekend. We had over 2,000 for every game, which was great. Um, Sunday's crowd was the biggest of the weekend, and um, it was scout night, you know, so you had a lot of um, young kids there, and um, I'm glad that they got to see a win and, and a good performance, you know, by this team. There's a lot of memorable moments I think they'll take home and um, talk about through the week, which is, which is what you want. So have you been practicing? I mean, will you be comfortable in your heels on Saturday? <laughs> I uh, can say I've, I've never had a p- pair of heels on, so uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, Brandon yeah. can help you out. <laughs> Motion to adjourn. <laughs> I, uh, I did get a haircut, though, so if there's any uh, hey. ladies around. There you go. Hopefully that'll, uh, yeah. hopefully that'll help yeah, my odds. Kendall's got a haircut. You know where he's sitting. <laughs> yep. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? Uh, I actually don't have any plans. Um, we kind of had like a office party situation last year um, at somebody's house, and that was really fun. But I actually don't know yet, so. Got to figure you, that one you out. You got too. a rooting interest at all? Uh, no, in this one, no, I don't. I hope it's a good game, and yeah, I, I'm not going to be sad. You know, either way, what happens? I know there's a lot of Chiefs fans that are listening. They're probably throwing things at the radio right now, but you know, not okay. yet. <laughs> not yet. That's keep, okay. Keep talking though. <laughs> not yet. I, I've been watching on some of the on ESPN and Fox and CBS, and came across a segment where they were talking about. You know, who was the best coaching hire in the NFL this offseason and what was the coaching hire you weren't all fired up about? And sorry, Kendall, there was a majority that they didn't like the Panthers. Well, yeah, there's there's plenty of, of blame to go around there. Um, and that one that one starts at the top. So, And I, I think I, I'm comfortable saying that because I would never want to work there because I just – I don't know about calling pro football, firstly, but uh, – yeah, that's that's been a an issue the last couple of years. I, I I saw something on I think it was Instagram and somebody was just going through like the moves that they've made since Tepper came in there and like just you know they blew it up and it's it's hard to believe that that team was in the Super Bowl. I don't know what six seven eight years ago mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, it's crazy where they've where they've gone. So what about you, Coach? You got any interest in it? No rooting interest whatsoever. Um, hope it's a good game. I'll probably. I mean, again, I'm not a bit. I'll watch it. Were you rooting? Were you rooting for the win streak to be broke, which uh, Las Vegas snapped this week? What was it? Ottawa that had 16. Edmonton. 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 Excuse I me. Mean, Edmonton that had 16. Pretty cool. Pretty cool story. I think it puts into perspective like just how hard those streaks are. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got the one in the league um, that was someone came close to. Um, actually, no, that was my that team. Was in Ye- that was in Youngstown. Yeah. And it came, the teams come close. And, like, every time a team comes close, you remember. You're like, man, how many things had to go right for that to happen? I think we were 17 games in a row. Ooh. Wins. Not, like, wow. wins. Yeah. And that, that's a third of your season. Like, just – and, again, how many times you're down 4-1, you're on the road, it's a 3-3. Three and three. Like, so I think when I was thinking about the NHL one, you think of just, like, man, to go through a streak and just never run into just an unbelievably hot goalie – your goalie doesn't have a performance. Everything goes wrong. Ton of calls go like, that's impressive at that level. Obviously, at the top level to do something like that is, yeah, it's it's pretty special. And I'm sure it meant a lot for the Vegas guys. We're not letting them get this. <laughs> the rival bars. We ain't letting these guys get this record. 
Well, again, after this week, then we go on the road for five straight, including back home Chicago uh, for a couple that we'll get to talk about next week when we're both on the road uh, getting to talk a little storm hockey. So, uh, guys, uh, enjoy the weekend. Go take care of Omaha, and we'll talk again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, boys. Head coach, Tri-City Storm, Anthony Noreen, on the road Friday, then back home Saturday. You can always listen to the game, stormhockey.com, with uh, Kenny G over there. That would be A-OK. We'll take a break. Be back with more on the Doug and Daddy Show right after this. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape Ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Doug and Daddy's show. Eagles in Omaha Saturday. I had not heard that. So there you go. I'm trying to help you out a little bit. A lot of concerts. We're starting to get past that first of the year stuff now. So a lot of that's going to be going on. That would be something really cool to see. Also something that is really cool is getting a great lunch at the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill. The best of both worlds downtown Carney. Just a handful of the special specials. They're going to have a new one next week. But uh, chicken with gravy, dressing, potatoes, Texas toast. Pulled chicken there at the Carney Chicken Coop every Thursday. The Pole Boy Shrimp Sandwich is the special. They've got lunch specials every day of the week because you're hungry every day of the week. And you can pre-order for your Super Bowl wings, pizzas, whatever you want to do. Make sure you do that because they're going to be uh, slammed on Sunday. So get in line and get that order, especially if you already know you're going to do it. Carney Chicken Coop, Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds downtown Carney, which takes us back to a discussion we had Tuesday. Brandon, did we have that on the air about how people eat their taco salads? We did. And then we went there and did a scientific study, yeah. and we found that two of the three ate the shell. I was one of them, and the two others sitting at the bar, they, they were 50-50. Yeah. One did, one did not. I stuck around a little longer, so there was 150 tacos, salads, that were eaten before 4 o'clock. 
How long did you stay? Because you you even yeah, went to the Kino side and mm-hmm. weren't able to gather any, any imperial empirical evidence there. So our inset was kind of small. But of the three we saw, one of them was me. Two of the three ate the show. And uh, getting on with the Doug and Daddy show here uh, yesterday, getting Mike Perennial uh, from the Mandalay Bay, director of the Race and Sportsbook, as our Super Bowl week continued. He was talking about huge boxing matches that they're having tonight out there. A man that likes to uh, check that out as well, Nate Newhouse, assistant director at the NSAA, Nebraska School Activities Association, is with us here on the Doug and Daddy show. Are you going to have time to watch some fights tonight, Nate? I hope so. I'm a big boxing fan. I will be dialed in. Were you a boxing fan as a, as a youth? Because you just don't hear that much anymore, especially in this part of the world that, hey, I mean, yeah, we'll watch UFC, we'll watch boxing, but to be a true, true fan, is that something you've always enjoyed? Yeah, as limited as it was growing up when you got fights on HBO, if you had HBO or local TV, you just didn't see a lot of it. But now as it's becoming more available, I've really developed some interest in it and travel and get to go to a lot of fights. I've been to one in New York and Vegas and a variety of different big events. It's one of those things I really try to prioritize and do. I would imagine your love of boxing probably came around about the same time mine did because I I wasn't necessarily a boxing fan, and to your point, I hadn't seen boxing until we moved to a different town. We were able to get HBO and about that time, Mike Tyson was becoming Mike Tyson. And then, you know, you had Evander Holyfield and others, kind of that cadre. I re- was really never a boxing fan before that. Were you a big Mike Tyson fan and that helped with, or who was your guy going back in the day? Yeah, I don't know if I had a guy specifically. I just enjoy the atmosphere, the competitive nature of it. It's probably something I have no ability to even participate in or want to. I'd rather not get punched in the face if I can avoid it. But <laughs> sure enjoy watching the, the nature of it, the spirit of it. It's one of those, I guess, gladiator-type activities that is enjoyable to view. Never any scraps in McCook or with the brother or you know anything like that. Uh, so ne- that never happened. Nate Newhouse is with <laughs> us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. The reason we brought Nate in uh, specifically was uh, to talk about the high school football schedules that came out and uh, looked like things were pretty clean. And I think one of the reasons for that, Nate, was that it, we the the numbers worked out. We don't have any week zero games this week or this year next year. I think everybody's happy about that, and I think. Probably with the new high schools, uh, everybody was kind of able to find out who's playing and who's not. What was the process like this time around? It was a little more simple with regards to last year. We had four new teams coming in, two of which came in at mid-cycle. And we had odd numbers, which creates interesting matchups and lack of ability to fulfill schedules. So you have to use week zero, which people don't necessarily enjoy. So this year it was just a little cleaner from the beginning with set number of even schools and 11 man and eight man and no new schools. I thought the member schools did a great job of providing us with priority lists that were obviously collaborative. They talk to each other. They put each other on their lists, which allows us to guide our path as this is a puzzle that has, variety of different ways it can come together you talk about putting that puzzle together and like any puzzle there are easy pieces and there are hard pieces what's the easiest piece to put together and then what's what are the pieces that keep you up at night 
Yeah, as I mentioned, as long as we have a great priority list to guide us, a lot of the games just fall into place. Where it gets difficult is as you close in in a particular week and you've matched up a bunch of teams that have priority lists and then there's only six to eight schools left as you narrow it down. Then you have to consider like opponents, travel, maybe there's conference consideration or games have been played, rivalries over the years. So there's a variety of different things we try to consider that unfortunately it's hard to explain or it's hard to comprehend sometimes. Talking with Nate Newhouse uh, from the NSAA in charge of football and officials and a variety of other things because they all kind of overlap, but this is one of his main sports and getting the schedule out every two years. Uh, Stu had talked about it in his article. I'm a little interested in the protocol for having some of the out-of-state games. Obviously, Ty Wisdom had been coaching in Arizona. He's at Millard South. I can see how that all came together. I think there's only three. I think the other two might be bordering states, but what all goes into okaying something like that? For whatever reason, a couple of these out-of-state games drew more attention this year than in past years, but we've been scheduling out-of-state games for as long as I've been here, 13 years in Western Nebraska, Bridgeport, Garing, Scotts Bluff. There's a variety of other schools that have all played out of state. Mitchell's another one. To get an out-of-state game, it goes on your priority list like any other game that would be in-state. And what it boils down to then is because to consider an out-of-state game, that's only one school that's getting scheduled, it really boils down to are we odd or even in that particular week or overall And then how does pulling a school out of state affect those numbers? And we would never schedule an out-of-state game if it prevented an in-state school from getting a game. We wouldn't want to short anybody. So it's very mathematical and and systematic when we consider these out-of-state games. And sometimes they help us, and sometimes they make it more difficult. This may be one of those too early to ask questions, but as Doug has pointed out, you do scheduling and you do officiating. Any rules changes coming up for this fall? Interesting you asked that question because just this morning, actually a couple hours ago, I sent out the NFHS press release with regards to the 2024 rules changes. And there's only one. It's a very simple rule that clarifies a uniform rule that, now states that the home team must wear uniforms that are all of the same color. Instead of saying all dark, they all must be the same color. So really the loophole was a particular home school, if they wanted to wear some of their team in a red jersey and some of their team in a blue jersey, as long as they were legal per the rules, there's nothing that would prohibit that. This rule reigns that in and says, now you must all wear the same color. You must all wear blue or red, or whatever your home color is. So really not a major change. That's it for this year. Pretty simple. Boy, that would be something to call a game. If wow. Three, three or four different I've uniforms. I've never seen that. There. Yes, no, wow. No doubt about it. Nate Newhouse is with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show from the NSAA. Nate, is it the easiest class to schedule or the hardest class to schedule in Class B? Because it does cover the entire state. You have to include Scotts Bluff. You have to get Gehring. Is it easy because you just take the teams that are farthest west? I think out of Alliance, Gehring, and uh, Scotts Bluff, the only team would be Lincoln Northwest that uh, comes anywhere east of York to play any of those teams. Each class has its own difficulties. B is probably travel, 
obviously, when it's spread out across the state and it's so thin with the number of schools that are actually in western Nebraska. C1 and C2 are starting to see that a little bit. There's a lot of distance between the districts or the schools within the districts. Each class, again, you're seeing bigger gaps between the good teams and the bad teams in particular classes, the top and the bottom of each class. And generally you try to avoid some of those matchups as most as, as best you can. So there are interesting variables with regards to each class, travel being one of them. I know I, you can kind of walk me through this if I'm off base just a little bit, but when the state scheduling began, about that second cycle, and, and I think I will not offend anybody in this area, Gibbon played Ainsworth. I mean, those were teams that were struggling, struggling, struggling. Well, Ainsworth has dropped down to eight-man Carter Nelson success in the last couple of years. Gibbon has struggled but had a run there where they were getting into the playoffs. And as I scanned at least most of our area teams, I didn't really see any situations like that this year where we went, hey, let's let's find some schools and put them against each other because we want to give them some success to start the season. Again, that's one of the things we do focus on. We, we talk about points of emphasis, rivalries, priority lists, distance, travel, good teams versus bad teams, and it helps when we have a priority list. We, we really want to make sure we balance schedules so that nobody's got a really hard one or a really easy one. And you may have noticed in Stu's article I mentioned that of all the games scheduled across all classes, A through D6, 88% of those games was requested, either by both teams or one of the two teams. And again, when we have that guidance, it helps us balance those schedules as best we can. Okay, we anything else on schedule you want to let the folks know because we can move on to a couple other things here, Nate. Anything else because it, it seemed pretty smooth uh, for anything that I've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, we've done it a few years now, and every year we learn uh, maybe a better way to do things, a more efficient way to do things. Again, I really credit our schools for being a part of it and, submitting good priority lists and understanding the process. Even beyond just getting the game scheduled, then it turns into another puzzle of assigning homes and aways because it's important that we balance your district schedule within your schedule, and then we balance your total schedule so that you're either four and four or four and five or something of that nature. So there's many steps to this process, and then we just hope it all goes smooth on release day and we didn't have any technical issues, so... I suppose in the big picture, it was a success. Hopefully the schools are familiar and good with the results. Nate, I'm going to ask this next question and then duck and then hope you uh, don't delete me from your cell phone contact list. But it seems like every year, especially as you mentioned, Class B, the most spread out, we scratch our heads sometimes wondering how the first round or even the second round of the playoffs gets put together, especially here we're, we're in a state where the east-west dividing line for population is 40th Street in Lincoln. What goes into that decision-making process and you know, PowerPoints and that, that totality to create not just Class B, but the rest of the playoffs for the remainder of the football teams? Yeah, there's not a lot of decision-making with regards to the playoffs. It's already established in each class who makes the, the playoffs. Top two in each district and the next four wild cards in A – in all the other classes, it's each district winner plus the next wild card points 
depending on how many districts there are, to reach the 16 field. That's determined. That's not a selection process. That's pretty simple. I look at the wild card points. I look at the district results, highlight the wild card points, and then we put them on the brackets one through 16. So, again, it's not a decision-making process. And I think many times the public isn't familiar with that because I receive a lot of phone calls after I publish or post brackets. Why is so-and-so in four? Why is so-and-so in eight? We should be this seed over that team. Again, I don't select it. Nobody does. It's just based off your record at the end of the year and the number of wild card points you earned puts you on the bracket. Just a couple minutes left so we can get Nate on to his next meeting here on the Doug and Daddy Show. But, Nate, is there anything proposal-wise in the Legislative Assembly about an extra eight-man class, uh, playoff changes, uh, any big changes that might be coming on the horizon for high school football? There was some discussion about adding an eight-man class that didn't garner enough support from the membership, so I don't think that's going to proceed any further. So as we move forward, certainly with the next two-year scheduling cycle, there will be just D1 and D2. There's always conversations about classification procedures and should we reevaluate those, and we do on an annual basis. Uh, There was a discussion amongst the eight-man schools to expand their season one week earlier to allow them to play eight games over nine weeks, so you'd have to use a week zero concept. So you're actually you're lengthening their season. That was an interesting conversation because now you're asking schools to start their football season a week earlier. Yeah. So there's still, still some discussion about that. But our membership does a really good job of working together, working with the NSAA, being collaborative, and making sure we're keeping the best interests of the sport and the schools and the athletes in mind as they discuss changes. Speaking of those changes moving forward, obviously Lincoln and Omaha are building new high schools. You said nobody coming in new this year, but with plans on the horizon here, what about expanding A or even like an A and an A-plus classification? Any talk about that maybe on the horizon? Yeah, as I mentioned, there's talk about how to classify differently, specifically to an A or an A-plus, not necessarily Um, But what it would look like, there's even some competitive equity or other variables to consider instead of just enrollment numbers. A lot of talk about that, and I think that that will continue as we evolve through this process. Well, we just finished with state bowling yesterday. We had the state duels this past weekend. Uh, Actually, the singles in Class A are still going on today. We've got uh, high school wrestling for the next couple of weeks. We get into swimming. We get into basketball. You need officials in all of that. Nate's also the supervisors of officials. We've made a big push. The NSAA and all all the media partners of saying, hey, we need officials. What's that been looking like? How's that been working out here for you? I think we're making progress. The narrative has worked. Our initiatives to recruit and, more importantly, retain officials has landed. We're seeing great support from our schools. I think our spectators are are understanding the process as well. Maybe for the first time in a handful of years, we haven't seen an increase in officials like we'd like to, but maybe we've slowed the decrease a little. Uh, We're maintaining, and that's better than saying we're losing. Uh, but again, we're we're always on that tipping point of we just got to continue to respect and appreciate and understand that on a particular night, the officiating is tough, and we appreciate everybody that's willing to do that for us. And 
Let's see if we can continue to foster those relationships. So many good things that go on at the NSAA, and this is something I you can tell me if this is the first year or if I just missed it last year, but the Champions for Coaches Award uh, announcement came out yesterday. We've had some from around here. Uh, how much can you tell me about that program, Nate? It is new this year. It was an initiative presented to us and uh, with our new leadership, Jennifer Schwartz. She's done a great job with, with coming up with new ideas and new initiatives to evolve as a membership and work with our schools. And I'm not involved in it directly, but I know it's being well-received, and we look forward to acknowledging these coaches at our championships. Anything else you want the fans to know, football, officials, track, which is upcoming, which you're in charge of as well, anything else you want to let the folks know about? Just a big thank you to all the athletes that participate, the schools that support those opportunities, the spectators that come out and cheer on those athletes and support them, our media folks that do a great job. High school athletics is big in Nebraska. I think everybody being a part of that should be proud of that. Well, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, Appreciate your time, Nate. We'll let you get moving on here and uh, check in on Ron from time to time to make sure he's still breathing over there, okay? I appreciate it. It's always fun spending time with you guys. I, I Again, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. Nate Newhouse, Assistant Director, Supervisor of Officials for the Nebraska School Activities Association. Ron Higdon takes care of wrestling. We're going to get a chance, as always, to talk with him next week when we're down there in uh, Omaha for all that's going on. I can testify to the fact Ron survived dual wrestling championships in Kearney because after the hockey game on Saturday, which was my office's Christmas party. We adjourned to Cunningham's on the lake for a little after, and Ron and the rest of the staff was there. So at least he made it out of the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. We'll take a break. Talk with Hastings College football coach Matt Franzen here in just a minute. Again, speaking of Cunningham's, always a great place to go enjoy a little lunch, whether it's downtown or out on the lake, and it doesn't have to be lunch. They've always got something going on, usually some live entertainment over the weekend. Maybe that's where you want to slide in to watch your sporting events over the weekend. They're there for you at Cunningham's. Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska, this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV, wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side by side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You could keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. Play your best golf now with help from Golf Fit USA of Kearney. Our certified club fitter uses a state-of-the-art launch monitor to make sure you get the most out of every club in your bag. Golf Fit offers a wide variety of clubs, bags, shoes, gloves, hats, junior sets, and gift cards, as well as repairs, regripping, lessons from a PGA professional, and a golf simulator. Our goal is to get your equipment right for increased accuracy and performance on the course. Golf Fit USA, custom fit for the perfect hit. Next to jerseys, Kearney.
The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of Remax Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. A new sauna may just be the ticket for better health this year. Hello, this is Doug Datterding inviting you to see how using a Finleo sauna can help your body detoxify itself, reduce stress levels, shorten cold and flu viruses, plus much more. We offer state-of-the-art traditional Finleo saunas utilizing steam and aromatherapy oils or Finleo infrared saunas. See us at Detterding stores in Kearney and Grand Island. Choose better things at Detterding's. It's a quality of life. Got a little music going on in the Tri-Cities. They're doing a little red dirt out of Buffalo County Fairgrounds this weekend, which is hard to do when the wrestling mats are down. That is very hard to do. So that's the reason you take the wrestling mats out, then you put the red dirt down. That is very, very smart. Or the sawdust on the floor, whichever you choose. Whatever, whatever, whatever you need, right? Doug and Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by our friends at your Midway Auto Dealerships. And sometimes you just need an oil change, tire rotation. You can always get a new or pre-owned vehicle. We've both went through that recently, Brandon. Got ours taken care of. You got the vehicle. I got the oil change. I'll be ready to be making a move again this summer. Always a chance to take a look at what Heath and the gang have been doing out there with all the great sales staff, all the folks that are working in uh, both sites at Midway on South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. You can even make your appointment at thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way. Something I realized about halfway through my experience there, I never opened a single door. They opened every single door for me to walk through. Just a little bit of those just that touch of that detail, that concierge-level service was really kind of cool. I appreciate that. Well, there you go. We got to hear from Ryan Held yesterday on the Doug and Daddy Show yesterday afternoon uh, from Coach Matt Rule and even more, of course, on the uh, Hale Varsity program with Schmitty and the gang. But today we want to catch up and talk Hastings College football with their head coach, Matt Franzen. And, Coach, uh, always nice to get this in the rearview mirror, but it's never done. But uh, thanks for the time and a belated Happy New Year. How are things with the Broncos? Yeah, thank you. Think, no, thing, things are good. Things are good. Are good. And you're right. It's always, it's nice to get to signing day. It's not a, it's not an ending um, by any means. Although it is a target date for a lot of the recruits to make their decision. But there's still a lot of guys out there that we're still working with. A lot of good ones. And and our, you know, small colleges. I think the, the classes filled out a little bit longer, whereas the D ones, D twos are probably ninety ninety eight percent done. Um, the, the small colleges were we still have a ways to go but uh, but no things are things are going well we're happy with where we're at before we break down the class a little bit a couple of things uh, that don't have to do with letter of intent signing day since we last talked uh, you had an academic all-american on your football team 
We do. Uh, yeah, Harrison Uday, one of our one of our defensive ends. He's been a standout player for us on the field, and uh, and he's about a three point six pre med GPA uh, as well. And he was honored uh, here recently with a for, for the first team academic All American for for that. And they they take in obviously you've got to be a great student, but they also they also um, award it's a it's a it's an ability thing as well you can't just be on the team you have to be a legitimate legitimate performer and 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 a, and a big time performer in the classroom so anyway so yeah kudos to him he's put in a whole lot a whole lot of hard work on the field and in the classroom for that there's always some coming some going especially now with transfer portal any significant news in the off season, when class opened up, of uh, who was there and who wasn't? Uh, no, n- not no, um, no. <laughs> okay, good. You know the, the the. I hope that that whole transfer portal, can I say debacle, um, doesn't trickle down to us. Um, and so far, it really hasn't. I mean, you know, I, I I think it's I think it's different reasons, but you know, part of it I think when. When you're playing small college sports, um, you're at a small college because that's where you need to be. And we try to delicately remind our guys of that, that, you know, you're, you're where you need to be. Um, if you were a Division One athlete, they would have got you out of high school. <laughs> and, and so we don't have a lot of guys looking to just bounce around for, I think, I think that's the big reason for that. And, and um, and you know on, on the flip side of that, there there aren't a lot of transfer portal guys. I think when the when the guys jump into the transfer portal at, at UNK or, or UNL, their end goal isn't to land in the GPAC. They they want to land at a at a similar or better situation at a bigger school. And um, so no, we we I mean we tested those waters the last couple of years, and we reached out to plenty of plenty of those guys, and and it just. You know, it hasn't happened. Um, I, I think it, you know the, the right local fit in a transfer situation. Those guys will will show up and be big difference makers. We had that when I was at Doan with a few kids, but uh, but generally speaking, that whole that whole transfer portal, big time loss or big time impact, isn't something that's just been uh, that, that's been commonplace at, at our level, fortunately. Coach, we don't hear this as much at the FBS or the FCS levels, but especially at the NCAA Division II level and even smaller, is that importance of recruiting local guys. And as I'm going yeah. through your roster here, I'm looking at nine Nebraska guys, then an Arizona guy, then a couple Colorado guys, then an Arizona guy, then more Nebraska guys, more Colorado guys, a couple more from Arizona more from Colorado, and even more from Nebraska. And what's more than that, I see four or five guys here from Hastings, one from Kearney, one from Donovan. Donovan, you guys really did a good job of not just recruiting Nebraska, but local Nebraska. Well, that was, you know, when, when I got hired at Hastings, I think one of, the, one of the things that I had come, have always, one of the things I've always believed is that you have to be, you have to be present in your own backyard if anybody else is going to consider you. I mean, if, if we if we can't recruit the guys from in town and locally, if they if they don't want to come to our program because they, and they know us really well because they see us all the time, why would somebody from across the state or out of state want to come? And so, um, 
so we, I mean, Nebraska is, is heavily, heavily recruited. All the G packs and the Division II schools and, and, you know, some of the, 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 a lot of guys even are asked to walk on by some Division I schools. And so, so all of these guys get a lot of attention, but, um, but I think, I just think it's hugely important. There, there, there's great players in the area, but also for the brand, the brands that we want to represent. And like I said, for us to be able to go out of state and say, Hey, we've got a great product here. Um, I think you have to have local people who are also buying into that in order to say that with a straight face. And so anyway, no, we did well. We did last year's class. We did well locally. This year's class we did again. And a lot of that also is, is that these, the guys that are in the program are having a good experience and they're willing to share that with their former teammates and their form and their friends. Um, and that, you know, that's a big deal too. It's, it's, it's how you, how you, again, it's how you build the brand. It's how you branch out. It's how you, it's how you keep things really strong locally. And then, and then it branches out from there. I know that every coach on every level always wants a big infusion of big offensive and defensive linemen, so I'm going to take that as a given. A given, but what are some of those other needs that you wanted to address, and do you have some of these guys that you think might be impact players this fall? How many are going to maybe sit through a redshirt year, get through that, and then maybe be impact players two, three, four years down the road? So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll try to address that maybe in back, back in, 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 op, in, yeah, I'll start at the end and go back to the front. <laughs> the, um, so, so red shirting is something that we, we never really plan on. Um, not, not to say that we never would. As somebody who's just entrenched and maybe a, a player that we know is going to be special, we might ask them to red shirt, but generally speaking, we're, we want to bring our guys in and find a way to get them on the field early. So, um, you know, our, our best freshmen normally find their way onto the varsity field one way or another, uh, fairly soon, occasionally starting or, or, or as a role player, special teams player, whatever the case may be. We, we play some JV games. That's a, that's a big deal in the G pack. And, uh, and our guys who aren't playing in the varsity games are playing in the JV games. So like I said, the red shirting is something we can do, but it's not something that we, that we plan on or that we, or that we lead with. And so as far as needs go, um, you know, we, we graduated, we, we talked about our, our academic all American who was the second team all conference defensive end last year, but we graduated a couple of really impact defensive linemen. And that's an area we, we have good players in the program. Um, that's an area that we want to continue to build and beef up uh, in our, in our defensive line. Um, offensive line. We, we've got some offensive linemen in this class that, that we like. It wasn't a, a huge focus area because last year we brought in a big group of, of uh, freshman offensive linemen uh, and, and guys that we like guys that there were some, several of those guys who played throughout the season last year. Um, running back is a, is a spot where after the season ended our, our starter last year, Brett Simonson, he graduated and, and we got thin in a hurry at running back. So that's an area we wanted to address. And then on the defensive I mentioned the defensive line linebacker is a spot where we're, we don't have a lot of depth. Uh, we like our guys. We don't have a lot of depth. The linebacker and defensive back is a similar situation. So, you know, we want to bring in a little bit of everything in a, in a solid program. You're bringing in your young players to develop for a year or two before, before you're really needing them to be big time Saturday players. And, uh, but, but some of our positions we will have against some young guys probably that come in and, make an impact fairly soon 
sometimes you don't know for sure who which guy that's going to be. Some some of the great players come in and just take a while to to settle into the college routine, whether it's on or off the field. And some guys that you don't maybe expect a whole lot from come in and really surprise you um, by by adapting quickly to the college game. So anyway, we I suppose we have some ideas, but but um, but yeah, some of that remains to be seen. Matt Franzen, Hastings College football coach, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett. A couple more for you, Coach. Because it doesn't list on uh, the sheet that was provided to us, especially not being familiar with some of the -the out-of-the-area guys, who were one or two of the guys that uh, are going to be names we know at that running back spot? Well, uh, Brecken Schluter is is, is probably (laughs) – I mean, statewide, he's the one that people will recognize. He he was – he was the was the D one or D two player of the year, and I think he's he, he's the fourth all time eight man rushing yardage leader for career. So, um, so he we were we were thrilled to get to get Brecken on board. Um, really, I mean, the more we got to know him through the recruiting process, uh, we like what he brings not just from not just from an ability athletic ability standpoint, but a hard working kid um, who's who's going to be a really good locker room teammate and all of those things. Um, Abel Molina is another one from, uh, from the Tri-Cities, from Kearney High, another running back that, uh, that we're really excited about. And, you know, be, being able to get a, a guy from Kearney High, we haven't been able to, to get a Bearcat in the three years now that I've been at Hastings. And so to keep, keep one of those guys, every year, every year there's players that come out uh, from Coach Cool's program there, and and to, to be able to to get a good one to come to us, I think is it's it's good for for Abel. It's good for us. It's also good because I, again, I think it speaks well for the brand that we're building to to have somebody from that program willing to come to us. Well, that's cool because that was going to be my follow up, especially on Schluter. There it was about how you guys were able to land this kid. So that's a great get there and cool that a couple of those backs are right from the area. So last one about another area kid, not a lot of transfers in, but Joe Rodriguez, a Hastings high grad who had been at Minnesota Moorhead. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. So Joe, Joe committed really, really early last year um, to Minnesota Moorhead. And I mean, we, we barely had a chance to even get off the ground with him before he committed. And uh, he went up there and it just, it just didn't fit for him. And he was back home he was actually i mean this is i hope this ends up as an awesome story four years down the road when he's an all-conference linebacker but um was working in our cafeteria and and i didn't even we didn't even realize he was there and one of our one of our other players on our team who's from hastings high um talked to him in the cafeteria and he said hey you know we're the season's over we're getting into the off season why why don't you come and join us and he was taking classes at at community college and, um, and so he, he reached out to me and let me know. And so all of a sudden, you know, bing, bang, boom, he's enrolled in January and with us here going through off season. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's a neat story, but, but again, I, it's the neat thing about it is he was here and one of his high school teammates was here and having a good, good experience. And, and that relationship led him onto our roster. So, um, so that's kind of a neat, neat deal too. So. Um, we get, can I, can I go off script for a Yeah, second? yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we got a verbal commit from a linebacker, uh, from Grand Island. I mentioned it because it's a Tri-City commit, but Justice Hostetler here about 15 minutes ago. Hello. So, um, so, so that one, if that was on your list, you might've led, led with him, but nobody knows that yet. Um, 
but we've been working with him and on him for a long while. And so that one, um, if I sound like I've, I've overly caffeinated right now, I'm not. I'm really, really, really excited <laughs> that we got that news five minutes before the show. Well, so, that, that's awesome because if you don't know how to spell Justice Hostetler's last name, it's S-T-U-D, and he's right now going through an outstanding wrestling season as well. So that's a great get, Coach. Uh, glad to – thanks for dropping the tidbit on us. Yes, breaking news right here. Yep. Any, anything else, Coach, that you want to let folks know that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with recruiting before we let you go? Uh, no, we're, we're, I mean, just like every program in the country, we're grinding in the off season right now and, and, um, and it's going well. I, I, I like what we've got going. Um, well, well, let's, let's go here. If we got a couple more minutes, I, I wasn't thinking here, but some other big breaking, not breaking news because, um, several people know this, but this is out there. Jeff Tomlin is going to help us this fall. He's going to coach our defensive line. Um, so that's some big tri-city news. Former Grand Island coach retired. He he told us he told us when we talked with him here on the show that he he wasn't wanting to get out of football he was going to keep yeah. that that itch so uh, hopefully that works out that's great to hear too so another solid addition to the staff well Matt we'll let you get on I know you're busy on the road so uh, we appreciate the time and we'll chat again soon as spring football rolls around all right look forward to it thank you guys thanks Matt Matt friends and joining us here so uh, we had a little news yesterday from Coach Held about uh, trying to get an exhibition game in spring. Then the announcement came yesterday of a new assistant coach coming up from Emporia State. Uh, There's going to be a Week Zero road game. I'll have to wait for that official announcement as well. There's another couple of announcements that are due to come out here that we know about that we can't talk about. So we got all that going on. Keeping Keeping the cards ever so close to the best. We'll take a break, wrap things up next. Did you know that in downtown Kearney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Carney. Online at CarneyCopycat.com. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs and all of a sudden you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Carney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Carney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Carney, where the game and the grill are always on. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes, sprinklers with precision, plants with purpose, outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own, and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, 
Ravana, and Wood River. Doug and Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by P.J. Smith Seeds, your Fontenelle hybrid dealer for corn, soybeans, sorghum, and alfalfa. And, of course, this growing season will be the last for the Fontenelle brand, but its legacy will continue as Fontenelle products move forward into the new channel brand in 2025. If you haven't got that order in yet, it's time to do so. They're offering both the full Fontenelle lineup as well as a select number of channel corn products for next season. A great time to come aboard and see what the new channel brand is all about. Maybe you want to do a little Fontenelle and a little channel there to see what you got going into 2024. You can contact PJ Smith Seeds online, pjsmithseeds.com. You can like them on Facebook. Give them a buzz, 308-293-5468. Serving the Platte Valley area of central Nebraska, it is PJ Smith Seeds. We've got Where's the Line coming up with the Parlay Pounder and uh, old What's-His-Name after this show. Oh, What's-His-Name. <laughs> And he appreciates that. So I have a whole new respect for you. What, the what lead, do they do now? The lead-in music. Yes. If it's not his first, it was his second. Yeah. Number one single, George Strait, Unwound, yep. from like 82, maybe even 81. So when they write all of the great things about George Strait, obviously he's been doing it for 40-some-odd years, people forget how good of a song Unwound is was and is so for you to take us back into the archives i have a whole new respect for you douglas i try i try ticket sales for the spring game are off to a fast start according to a university of nebraska spokesman over thirty-nine thousand tickets had been sold as of this morning about three thousand ahead of last year at this same time so you can go to huskers.com for more information uh coming up on the 27th of april if you're looking for a great breakfast, you're looking for a great snack, you're looking for lunch or dinner, your Carney Taco Johns will take care of you and $2 off a six-pack and a pound right now while the feature lasts and you can get your reward, loyalty reward program bigger better bolder and they've got that for you where you can earn free food as well nothing like a six pack and a pound hard shell tacos soft shell you can mix and match them comes with a pound of your favorite potato olays two locations in Kearney again they're open seven days a week get in there get your breakfast burritos get that late night snack nothing wrong with tacos any day me and Brandon both uh, agree on that yeah and uh, you know some people consider the six-pack and a pound a family pack. Well, in that case, I must be a family because <laughs> I can feed a family of four just by myself with one six-pack and a pound. I want to roll through a few things that maybe we have or haven't touched on. My list is long today. The Creighton men's basketball team also lost last night in overtime at Providence. Baylor Shireman had a great game, 27 points and 11 rebounds. They'll play at Xavier Saturday at 1130. Uh, that NSAA champions for coaches that we talked about with Nate Newhouse, designed to honor active coaches who go above and beyond for kids in the community. So anybody can uh, nominate, but it's usually students, administrators, co- uh, parents, somebody like that. One for each sport. Congratulations to Carney Catholics for Sean Harvey in football. Brandon Rohr of Amherst for girls basketball and for boys wrestling, Keaton Gracie of Minden. Chris Ladwig will be the new activities director at Grand Island Senior High. Great guy. He's been there since 2010. You've probably seen him officiating uh, some basketball and didn't even know it. He does a lot of the big games down at the state tournament, but has been there since 2010. He's been the assistant activities director the last couple of years. He'll replace Cindy Wells, who is retiring at the end of the season. UNK just began their softball season down in Tucson, Arizona with a noon game 
today out of, against a team out of West Virginia that's already 4-0. and So a couple of games today, Nebraska softball, Rhonda Ravel making us all jealous by posting a picture of her motel room from Mexico where they are getting ready to open against number 7 Washington tonight. I can't really blame her, though, because in December I posted a picture of my hotel room from Mexico. So I <laughs> no judgments, Coach. None whatsoever. Uh, Omaha Supernovas, again on News Channel Nebraska Television last night, but lost in five and uh, will be on the road for the first time Monday at Grand Rapids. Grand Island Girls Bowling Team, the state runner-up, tough. Uh, Columbus won it. Both of the Class A's went the loser's bracket. Winner came through and forced that second match. And uh, Columbus ended up beating Pius the second time around for the boys. But Fremont, three games to two both times over Grand Island. But congrats to the Islander girls. High school basketball, there's quite a bit again tonight on the radio here on ESPN. Carney Catholic will take on Ashland Greenwood. The uh, Ashland Greenwood boys, state rated 17-2. and two. Should be a great doubleheader getting underway at 5.30 at 6 on KHAS. St. Cecilia's at Grand Island Central Catholic. Also tonight, Hayes Hastings at Waverly, Adams Central hosting Lexington. Grand Island will host Lincoln North Star. Northwest is at Boone Central. And then tomorrow we get into girls district wrestling across the state of Nebraska. And uh, the boys will be rolling on Saturday. We will be at the C4 in Broken Bow with live coverage of the finals on the Vibe 98.9. But reports throughout the day here on ESPN and the Vibe from other districts. So uh, track has allowed us to help do that. And he wrestle. We're going to have some special guests tomorrow. The Heartland Hoops Classic is Saturday. We'll be talking with some folks tomorrow about that as well. The Donovan Trumbull Concordia game at 1245. The Carney High Papio South game at 415. Both right here on ESPN. And just like that, we are into crossover season because once college starts playing softball, then pretty much we're going to have all of those spring sports for high school starting then and then we're, talking begins a, next week. then we're talking about all of the winter sports and the spring sports at the same time. Buckle your seatbelts. Better get your rest while you can. <laughs> and yeah. you can do that at Husker Sit and Sleep, oh, 1907 segway. Central Avenue, Monday through that. Saturday, 10 to 6, Sunday, 1 to 4. They sell right off the floor so you can see it, buy it, take it, and, of course, they can deliver it. No pressure sales because they've got the same low prices every day. They're the best prices in town. Their low overhead means lower prices. It's brand-new furniture and mattresses all with the manufacturer's warranty. And you can check it out online at huskersitandsleep.com. Huskersit, the letter nsleep.com. When you need a little rest and relaxation, Husker Sit and Sleep provides that. Open seven days a week, 1907 Central Avenue. Again, more special guests tomorrow. Jimmy and I will give out some of the prop bets and our thoughts on the Super Bowl to have a little fun with that. want to thank Anthony Noreen, Kendall Grayson from the Tri-City Storm for being with us today. Also want to thank Nate Newhouse, Assistant Director and Supervisor of Officials for the Nebraska School Activities Association and of course Hastings College football coach Matt Franzen for joining us. Where's the line coming up after news? You get some rest tonight. I will do that. Do the best I can, except for the basketball games I get to do. We'll see you tomorrow. UNK at home. That's where Brandon's going to be tonight at 530. We got high school hoops, and we'll see you then.